So Eitan asked a few days ago, what happens if there's a daf where there isn't a matmon, where you just can't, can't find one? What, what, aren't there dafim like that? And today's is one like that. Um, I, I'm certainly finding these dafim are some of the most difficult I've ever learned. Um, that's partially because we're not that familiar. The people who aren't learning kodshim a lot, are, it, it's a different world of thinking. It's a different method, method of logic. There are different yediot, different things that you need to know. Um, so that's part of the difficulty, but it's also it's very, very complex. Um, the laws of, of sacrifices, of korbanot, and the laws of the Beis HaMikdash are, are extremely complex. So what I'll do today, Mirza Hashem, is show you not only the, uh, what, what we extract from, from the Gemara, what I extracted from the Gemara, but also how to. What do you do when you hit a Gemara like this? How do you, how do you approach it to try and find meaning in it, to find, find something that's, that's relevant in it? The... Um, and, and the starting point is the word Chochmah. In, in, uh, the Mekubonim talk about the word Chochmah as being made up of the word Chaf, Kaf, Chet, Kaf is the, are the first two letters, but you've switched them around, and that's Koach, and the second word is Ma, which is the, the power, Chochmah is, wisdom is the power in the, in the Ma question. Ma means what, not why, Ma is the what question. Uh, and you've got to get, you've got to gain clarity on the what before you can even begin with the lemma or the lama, for what and why. That can only come after the the ma is very clear. That's chokhmah is the power of ma. Asking what am I? Asking what is this? What is this? so? So that's where you've always you've always got to start to make sure you have clarity with what the Gemara is saying. What is the halacha? Um, and a lot of the faulty thinking when it comes to, to Jewish philosophy based on, on Torah and Halacha is because it's not based on clarity in terms of the Ma. Then you're making up your own philosophy. Only once the Ma is very clear can you get into the Lama and the Lama and so on. So what is the Ma? What are we dealing with here? So we're dealing firstly with a Mishnah two daf back on Ayin Vav Amud Beis, where the Mishnah explains the uniqueness of a Korban Pesach. And, or one of the uniquenesses, or the, or the foundation of the uniqueness. The halachot of a korban pesach are different from all the other of all the other korbanot. As we say in Ezra Mekomani every morning, and the last paragraph is about the bechor and the meiser and the and, and the korban pesach are brought in a section on their own because they're different. A pesach uh, says the the Mishnah, pesach is the only korban that can be eaten betuma. But there are cases where you can eat it even if you're Tameh. For example, that occurs when the whole community is Tameh. And then the, then the din is you don't delay the Korban Pesach. If everybody's Tameh, you don't delay the Korban Pesach, you bring it. Says the Mishnah, there are others that you also have to bring if the whole community is Tameh, and the Mishnah lists them. But what's unique about the Korban Pesach is that Nechal Betumah. Not only do you bring it if you're Tameh, but you even eat it in that, in that case of being Tameh. Because a Korban Pesach, unlike any other Korban, comes initially for the purpose of eating. So if the Torah says you're allowed to bring it in Tumah, if the whole community is Tameh, then you're allowed to bring it, it must mean you're allowed to eat it as well. Otherwise, what's the point of the Korban Pesach? Other Korbanot are not brought to eat. You may eat them. But the, or some of them, but the Korban Pesach is brought to eat. That's what the Mishnah, the principle that the Mishnah lays down here. And there's a very beautiful piece of Ramosha Feinstein in the very last Tshuva in Choshen Mishpat, first set of Choshen Mishpat, written in 1963, where he goes through and, and deals with this and talks about the fact that only by the Korban Pesach, although it's also by 
Meiser and Bechor, but he doesn't talk about that, by the Korban Pesach, where there's no Zrikat Hadam. You don't throw the blood onto the Mizbech the usual ways. You're Shofech. And again, you'll see that in the last paragraph of Ezra Mekoma, the last Mishnah. You Shofech Elay Yisod. You pour it out at the foundation of the, of the, of the, of the Mizbech. Now, the other Korbanot, you pour out what's left over, the residue of the blood. What's left over, after you've sprinkled, you pour the rest down there. The Korban Pesach, you pour everything. You, there's no sprinkling, says Rabbi Moshe Feinstein. So you see that the pouring of the, the, the sprinkling of the blood is not an avodah, really. In all the other Korbanot, the sprinkling is one of the most important avodot. It's the, the last of the four avodot. There's the Shechita, and there's the Kabbalah, and the Halacha. And then there's the Zrika. The, the Zrika is one of the four Avodot, and you do it for its own sake. Um, in the, with the Korban Pesach, you, don't, you just you pour it out, like you've got to dispose of the blood. So that's where you dispose of it. It's not really a Zrika Sadam, which is really interesting. So, and then Moshe goes on to, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful piece. The, um, so that, that's the mission I involve, unique Korban Pesach property. The next principle that we have to know is the principle that Rabbi Eliezer says, this is a machlokes, Rabbi Eliezer and, and uh, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yossi, and Rabbi Eliezer says, im ein dam ein basar. Rabbi Yeshua, firstly, Rabbi Yeshua says, you cannot bring the blood, you cannot do zrikat adam, you cannot bring the blood to the Mizbeach if there isn't meat also. Now that meat has two functions. Some of the meat is brought on the, on the Mizbeach, and some of the meat is eaten, either by Kohanim or by, or by the, the owner. We're talking about regular korbanot. And so Rabbi Yeshua says, you can't do zrikat adam, you can't throw the blood on the, on the Mizbeach, if the meat isn't fit to be brought as well. It's, the meat is lost, or the meat is tome, or whatever. Rabbi Lezer says, dam afapish ein bosa. You're allowed to do the blood, even if there's no meat to be used, you're allowed to sprinkle the blood. So those are two principles before we get to to our Mishnah on Daf Ein Chesamud Beis, our Mishnah says, kayam." The the meat that has to be brought on the mizbeach. Now we're talking korban pesach. The meat that has to be brought on the mizbeach is there. It's fine. The meat that's supposed to be eaten by the families who've got together, nitzmat tameh can't be eaten. What's the din? adam. You don't then you don't sprinkle the blood. That korban, the korban pesach is messed up. If the meat can't be used, what's the point? Why? Because a Korban Pesach, as we saw in the previous Mishnah, is meant for achilo, for eating. What happens if there's nothing to put on the base on the Mizbeach? Because those, those pieces that you would put on the Mizbeach have become Tameh, but the food that the family will eat is Tahor. Then Zoreket Adam, then it's fine, so there's not anything to put on the Mizbeach, it doesn't matter. The main part of the Korban Pesach is intact, that's the eating, and therefore it's good. And, and Rashi says that's even according to Rabbi Yezer, even according to Rabbi Yezer who says that you could bring the blood without the meat. If the meat is not fit for consumption, then you don't bring the blood either, even according to Rabbi Yezer. That's how far it goes. But with other korbanot, it's not that way. Comes Rav Gidl Omar Rav and throws a spanner in the works and says this Mishnah is talking B'dievet. It's saying, you don't throw the blood, but what happens if you did? You didn't realize the meat was tameh, and at the time of throwing the blood, or in this case, pouring the blood onto the, onto the yasod, it was tameh already. You did it nevertheless, by mistake, and now the shaila comes. You're the chief rabbi of the temple, 
And the Shaila comes to you, what do, I, what do we do there? We were Zorik the dam. we didn't know it was the Bosa was Tomeh, but at the time of the Zrika, the Bosa was already Tomeh, the meat was Tomeh. What do we do? Says Rabbi Nosson, it's okay. The Chachamim don't agree, that's not the halacha, but that, that says, Rav Gidl Amarav, what the Mishnah says here, this, because this Mishnah, he says, goes like Rabbi Nosson, and Rabbi Nosson, the Gemara goes through proofs from Rabbi Nosson that Achila Ena Ma'akevet, that if nobody can eat the Korban Pesach, Bidiyevet, it's okay. Yes, you would do everything. You would do everything except the, except it wouldn't be eating because achila ena ma'akevet. So that's the ma. That's that's what it says. And I struggled and struggled thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to speak about this this piece. But what's it to say about this piece? Uh, and then I started getting involved. So I'm showing you the process. Then I started going a little bit deep into the ma to say. What is Rabbi Nosson saying? And what is Rav Gidl Omar Rav throwing the spanner in the works for? What is, if the whole idea is that, 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 that from the beginning, uh, what's the lotion? What is, so then why, but the is it okay? So for example, if you shechted it for people who can't eat, they're sick and they're not allowed to eat. Or you sit it for people who tameim and can't eat. The whole group was tamei or cholim. Then everybody agrees the korban pesach doesn't work. So why, if the meat can't be eaten because the meat is tamei, does Rabbi Nelson say it's okay? That's that, but that's all right. Where? How do you get to that? And yes, they've been psukim and he reasons it out. But how does that align with the principle that mitchilato eno la'achila? That the purpose of the korban pesach is la'achila. So, the, so I couldn't work it out in terms of, of normal logic. You can't work it out. So I started thinking, so what does it mean? What is the underlying principle of Korban Pesach mitchilato eno ba'ela And we say that's something unique about a Korban Pesach. What does that mean? Let's think more broadly. Let's think more creatively, more, more artistically. What does it mean? So it means that every other Korban is a service to Hashem. When we're doing a, making a Korban, it's like going to shul. It's like going to the base of Mikdash. It is going to the base of Mikdash. It's doing a service. It's like, like Yom Kippur is all avoidable. There's no eating on Yom Kippur. But Korban Pesach is more like Hashem inviting us to dinner. That's what it means. This is not Hashem saying, you must come and serve me. Hashem is saying, let's have dinner together. Let's have something to eat together. Once that's the case, I started moving into the paradigm of dinner to try and understand what Rabbi Nosson is saying. So I thought to myself the following. Imagine you've invited a whole lot of people to dinner. And they all come to dinner, and the hostess finds the food is all spoiled. The food is burnt. It's terrible. It's inedible. And there's nothing else, and it's too late to get takeout. It's just, there's nothing. What happens? Does everybody say, okay, so then, bye, we'll go home. That's not what people say. What do people say? Okay, we'll sit down, we'll talk, we'll spend the evening together. Imagine the other way around. If they come, the visitors all come to dinner, and they say, I'm fasting today. And one says, oh, that's I'm on diet, I'm not eating anything, please don't worry about me. And somebody else says, I, I, don't, eat, uh, you know, uh, I don't eat anything outside my house, I don't trust kashrus, but, but it's okay. Is it okay? It's not okay. They've messed up the meal. How can you have a meal with nobody eating? The food is on the table and nobody eats. That's not a meal. So that led me to understand the difference between a meal and food. People don't come to a meal. When you invite people to a meal, it's not for the food. 
You need the food because that creates the community. We're sitting down doing something together. We're experiencing the same thing together. We're having food together. That cre- that's what it is. But it's not for the food. If the food doesn't work out, it's okay. You still have a nice time together. You sit around, you laugh about it, and you, and you, and you enjoy each other's company. You can have a meal without food. But you can't have a meal without eaters, with people who won't eat the food. Then that, that doesn't work. There's a difference when we see in the human realm, that's how it works. Then we can understand the principle of Rabbi Nasser. If when you shake the Korban Pesach, the people there are unable to eat, what kind of a meal is that? What kind of a food is that? It isn't. But if everything's fine and you think everything and you're cooking and everything's good, and then you find out that even the, the, that the meat can't, even while you were putting everything together, the, the, the meat isn't in order. The food can't be eaten. Okay, you've still, you've still got a, a, a Pesach, you've still got a Korban Pesach. Because Korban Pesach isn't about the food only. It's true it ain't about it achila. Because without the food, there's no meal. But once you're doing it for the food, the, the experience is in the whole ceremony of the, of the Korban Pesach. And the ceremony was all kosher. When the, when the hostess is organizing, she's cooking for the meal with the intention of everybody eating, there's a whole ceremony goes. And she sets the table and she puts on the flowers and they choose the wine and it's all... All done with intention. If it doesn't work out that way, that doesn't puzzle everything they've done. That ceremony was still good. It just it doesn't work out. So people will just sit around and, and, and will talk. So it is with the Chobim And that word Chilato is important. That the origin, the initiate, it's initiated with the intention of having a meal. It's initiated with the intention of eating. And if that's correct and you've got Oichlim, for a meal you need people who will eat. And you assume there's food. If it turns out afterwards that the people can't eat, there isn't enough for them to eat, or there isn't what for them to eat, it's okay, you still enjoy the meal together, and the Korban Pesach can still be there. So that's an example of how, from, from clarifying the Ma, what is it that Rabbi Nosson is saying, and what is the meaning of and moving from there to a more human environment to try and understand the parallel a little bit, we get some insight and understand that when people get together for a meal, it's something one has to remember, whether you're a guest or you're a host, when people get together for a meal, the food is the binder, it's the glue. But people haven't come because they're short of food. It's not all about the food. It's all about everything else that, that goes with it. That's, that's the important part to remember, both as the host and the guest. And that we learn from Rabbi Nosson, even though the halach is not like Rabbi Nosson, we learn that principle from him.